We've got John Scholes here and, of course, Lior Samfiru joining us, employment lawyer. Samfiru, Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Our aim over the next hour is to educate you, shatter the myths and misconceptions about employment law, maybe dealing with a bad boss, maybe you've been let go or put on a temporary layoff or they just flat out fired you, not giving you severance. Or maybe you don't know if your severance is enough or maybe you're thinking, you know what, I'm just starting to get that spidey sense that in the next couple of weeks, things are going to go south for me. That is why you want to call the show now and have your say ask your questions be that third voice on the air with us super super simple to do 416-872-1010 416-872-1010 to call into the show you can also email uh, answers at employmentlawyer.ca we'll get some emails a little later on the show when we got some time and the topic we'll get to just a bit is no your employer is not allowed to and we'll go through a bunch of those talking points over the course of the hour but again we're live here on a, a sunday afternoon love having you with us and uh, don't hesitate to just pick up a phone now and join the conversation get some answers right 416-872-1010 that said my friend we always start off with the case of the day or the week that was what is going on coming from your desk leor well john you and i were talking before the show how we're not uh, winter people uh, <laughs> neither of us think uh so we're, we're, we're trying to kind of get revved up for employment law so we may not be winter people but we are able to do and we will we're always eager to do is to talk about employment law Winter, summer, snow, or sun, doesn't matter. We're ready to talk. Uh, and this is a good time to you to call with your employment law questions. Whether it's something you've always been curious about, you just wanted to know. Maybe it's actually a situation you're facing in your work right now. Your boss is doing something or saying something, or maybe a new policy has come into place. And you want to know, is all of that even legal? Can they do that? Well, a good place to start is right now on the show. Call us, ask the question. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll make sure that when you hang up the phone, you have the information that you need, you know the answer, and you know what to do. And of course, always remember that even though I'm here uh, every Sunday at this time talking about employment law, I'm not a radio guy. Uh, I'm an employment lawyer. So if you actually want me to do my job, which is you know deal with employment issues, you can call me anytime at the office or email me. We can have that private chat. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But right now, we are live. I am live for you at your service answering those questions that you have. So don't hesitate. Pick up the phone and call. But as John said, a couple of situations that I wanted to talk about. First uh, situation I'll talk about, John, is really all about training your replacement. And what does that mean? And can you uh, be made to do that? So I had a, a call from a lady who about a year ago uh, was kind of made to to train a new person. She wasn't told why or how, but she was given the responsibility to train a new person. Fast forward to last week, she's called into a meeting and she's told, we're going to let you go without cause. Uh, there's a lack of work, so you're gone. Now, of course, the, the, the person she was training is still there now doing the job that she was doing. So essentially, this lady that called me was training her replacement and her employer saying, lack of work. Well, obviously, this lady was very frustrated because she's being told there's lack of work, but there's still someone that she trained there. And she obviously believed, and I agree, that this was not fair. So let's talk a bit about that. Certainly, it's not fair what this employer is doing. It's not right. Maybe there's some even ethical issues here. But the real question is whether it is legal or not. That's really the question. And the answer is that, yes, it is legal. Her employer may be a bit dishonest here. Maybe they've just decided they like the replacement better. It has nothing to do with lack of work. 
But the reality is, and our regular listeners know this, that an employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, as long as severance is paid. So the fact that they, they made her train her replacement, not nice, perhaps. Sure, I agree with that. And I feel the same way, but not illegal, not something that the company has done that's vi- that violates any law. So in this situation, really, the question becomes, did she receive proper severance? Now, here's the thing, John. She had been there for 10 years. She was offered six months severance. That's half of what she's owed. She was owed about a year's severance. So yes, this lady actually was wrongfully dismissed. She was wrongfully dismissed because she's owed a lot more severance than what she was offered. Now, she, when she called me, she thought she was calling that the wrongful dismissal had to do with the fact that they kept the replacement and they let her go. That's not why it was a wrongful dismissal, because that aspect of it was legal. The wrongful dismissal comes in that she is owed a lot more severance. Chances are, by the way, regardless of the reason you may have been let go, maybe it's a bad reason, maybe it's a false reason. Legally, it likely likely comes down to the severance that you're owed. So if you lost your job, let's talk about that. Let's make sure that it's all right. And it starts by picking up the phone and calling me. Two different ways. A reminder, you can do that after the show and any time. Leora's got a fantastic crew dealing with you, uh, by the way, not only here in Toronto, but across the country, outside of Quebec, you're uh, you're in good hands for sure. 1-855-821-5900. You can also call us right now here on the show on this uh, brisk but bright Sunday afternoon, 416-872-1010 to discuss any employment law matters, personal or otherwise, and answers at Employment Lawyer. Dot .ca let's get into our uh, topic pal for the uh, for, unless you got something else you want to talk about you got another you know, week I was? To, to talk okay. about something that that kind of made me chuckle this is not a call that I got this week but it's a story that I'm sure uh, a lot of us have seen in the media and it has to do with Elon Musk and Twitter and I, I think you know where I'm going with this John oh, yeah. uh, but essentially what the, the word came out that uh, Elon Musk had sent a, a message or a memo I should say to many of uh, Twitter employees saying, you know, I expect you to sign up for long hours and intense work. And in other words, I expect you to do a lot more. And if you don't want to do that, go ahead and resign. And so you work more or you all resign. And and I thought about that. Well, wait a second. What the heck is he thinking? Uh, because really, we, and we've talked about this before on a previous show. He can't decide if someone resigns. <laughs> I know. He can't say, well, if you don't do this, then you've resigned. No, he can say, hey, if I I don't think you're working hard enough, I'm going to let you go. He's going to have to pay severance, of course. But he can't say, if you're not working hard enough, you've resigned or you have to resign. That's nonsense. Only an employee can decide if he or she resigns. Company can't decide if you resign. They can't tell you unless you do something you've resigned. By definition, only an employee can decide if they resign, not their employer. Now, I'm talking about Canadian laws, but I'm positive the same thing applies, by the way, even the U.S. There's no way an employer can decide that the employee is resigned. So perhaps someone has got to sit down, Mr. Musk, and teach him some employment law and teach him maybe even some common sense. Frankly, uh, he can let go people if he wants. Legally, he's got to pay what he's got to pay, but he cannot decide for someone else if that person has resigned. Yeah, I really hope that message uh, starts to get through quickly. Maybe you know, someone's listening to the show across the border. I don't know. But I mean, even with that announcement, the, the throngs of, of folks that have said, well, the heck with that. I'm just quitting then. I'm resigning. And they're just they're leaving it like rats leaving a sinking ship. But you don't know. I mean, as you said, American law is very much different than they are here. We have really robust uh, employment laws in Ontario and in Canada. So that's the reason why we do this show, to make people aware 
of, uh, of said laws. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about that, Lior, in the future for sure. But uh, we'll get to our topic here in a moment. But as always, your third voice on the air is key to making this show flow on a uh, on a Sunday. 416-872-1010 is uh, precisely how you get on air with us. Henry, thanks for hanging on for a moment. How are you, pal? Yeah, it's just um, a curiosity more than anything mm-hmm. else, an Great. extension to what you were saying earlier. Um, recently, a person had to was asked to actually or had to actually do a job search and actually hire and train the person that was replacing them. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, you know, if you're looking at it from a, a human resources, an HR standpoint, Bad, bad, bad human resource, bad HR, bad business, you name it. But the real question, is it legal? And it's not. There's no law that says employer or forbidden from doing that. I was just curious on that. I figured that. I mean, the person got their severance and so on, but it it was a very strange, I'd never heard of such a thing. (laughs) I mean, I could understand them training the person, but to actually perform a full job search and hire the person. And Henry, I'll tell you this. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I don't know that I've even heard of that exact situation, but I can't tell you it wouldn't be legal. Now, what I would do, though, is if you talk about a friend or a colleague, et cetera, they may want to make sure that they got their proper severance. Obviously, I don't know anything about your your friend that you're talking about, yeah. but I can tell you that in ninety percent of matters, the severance offered is a lot less than what's owed. So that's yeah. key here. Okay. Well, yeah, that that was another situation, but they were able to handle it and they got what they actually Excellent. deserved. So that was good. Fine. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate that. Any other uh, matters you want to reach out on, uh, personal otherwise, uh, as I mentioned, you can always do that anytime, one 821 5900 Yeah, you know, it, it's sometimes we talk about, we can do a whole show on that, Lior, is things that employers do. They're not necessarily illegal on that standpoint, but from a moral or, or ethical standpoint, some of the stuff we just shake our head that we hear people calling in with, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I got an email this morning, actually, from a gentleman that said that, uh, his employer is keeping this, this file on him and uh, where he writes on everything that was said and, and, and done. And he's the only employee that that's, that's happening to. And that, that kind of have a crappy way to do things and, you know, putting this employee, uh, you know, uh, through unnecessary stress, but it's not illegal. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. law really says that where things cross over to the illegal line is if the employer breaches the terms of employment. So if they give you a completely different job, if they reduce your pay, if they change your hours, if they demote you, all those things cross the level to the illegality and then an employer can't just do that. But beyond that, even if the employer is doing something that we don't like, it may not be illegal. But again, if you're not sure, is it legal? Is it not good place to start is to call us, whether it's on the show right now, I can tell you, or call me in the office and happy to chat. And a quick reminder, use your fingers and your phone, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, not only the severance calculator there, but there's a whole bunch of topics you can go through covering exactly what Lior is talking about. Should they be doing this? Can they do this? And you can do that even before the phone call. But feeling that, always reach out to Lior. And uh, call us now like Henry just did, 416-872-1010 to get on board with the remainder of the hour. We'd love to have you on. And answers at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. We will continue just getting warmed up here. The Sunday edition of the Employment Law Show continues on the Bell Talk Radio Network.
You sure are. And we are back. So good to have you back on this uh, Sunday afternoon. And you're always welcome to call into the show to discuss your questions and matters when it comes to your work life, where the vast majority of us spend the vast majority of our time, unfortunately, be better on a beach with a, you know, a pina colada. But fact of the matter is you got to work and you got to know your employment rights, got to have your ducks in a row, as they say, and be employment law smart. So give us a call. You got to have lots of time to do exactly that. Would love to hear from you. 416-872. 1010 and uh greg bless you thank you so much for hanging on pal how are you good how are you good what's your question um years ago i, I worked at retail um part-time and when i was when you, anybody was hired they were told they would get an average of about 24 hours a week it could go up it could go down depending on sales i was just wondering how long would you have to sort of tolerate low hours lower hours per week before it'd be considered constructive dismissal. So Greg, did they reduce your hours from like, let's say 40 to 24, or was that always 24 or up to 24? Well, that's what they said when, when they're hired. And they said it's based on sales is how the, the hours are generated for part-timers. And so, so some weeks, some, some weeks I would get 40 hours a week. Other weeks, you know, when through the winter and stuff, it would slow down a bit. So you might only get 10 or 12. So a constructive dismissal happens when an employer changes the terms of employment. So if you're hired on the basis that we're going to use you as we need you, depending on the needs, you may work a lot or you may not work a lot. And if that's what's always happened, then the employer is not changing the terms of employment. They're simply following through on what uh, they hired you for. And because of that, it would not be a constructive dismissal. Now, on the other hand is Let's say they hired you part-time, but it turns out you were always working full-time hours. And then one day they said, from now on, you're going to go down to 24. Well, that would be a constructive dismissal because you you, you got used to working full-time hours. And then they all of a sudden unilaterally reduced you. That absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. But okay, if from the that- beginning you were always working, uh, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less, as, as they said that they would, then it would not be a constructive dismissal. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I actually answered my, my second question. I was going to have that with because they had a rule that if you work twelve weeks straight at forty hours, they would make you full time. And there were a couple times where I got up to about ten weeks, and then they dropped you down again, claiming sales were starting to slow down. We don't have the hours to get you, but that's just before they got to you know make you full time and start paying benefits as well. Yeah, so a, a company has the ability to decide at, at what threshold they'll start paying benefits. Some will pay benefits to employees, even if they work a few hours a week, some require 40. So that really is up to the company. So there's nothing wrong there. But what here's what I want you to understand. Now, this employer that we're talking about, I'm not even sure if, if you're working there still, but if at some point you've been let go by that, by that employer, or let's say you were let go in the future, even as a part-time employee, you are absolutely still entitled to severance. So I want you to keep that in mind, whether that's happened already or whether at some point down the road it will happen, severance is going to be owed to you based on mm-hmm. the length of your employment, the type of job that you're doing, and your age. So remember, part-time employees still get severance. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Right now, I'm, I'm completely disabled, so I don't work at all. But if okay. I do get better and start working again, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Thanks, uh, Greg. Appreciate the call and the time. As always, I'll tell you what we tell everybody. You want to carry on with a further conversation with other matters or otherwise, you can always reach out to Lior and his team. You're always welcome to do so. Toll free, of course, one 821 5900 But just like Greg here and now, you got a lot of time to, to reach out. 416-872-1010 and answers at employmentlawyer.ca. As we get uh, some more calls lined up, pal, let's get into this. Our topic for the afternoon. No, your employer is not allowed to. Again, some of these uh, as you mentioned before, may come as a shock, a bucket of water to people, but they really got to know these things, right? Absolutely. And in fact, some of the most common questions that I get every day start with the with the words, hey, can my employer do dot, dot, dot? So we've taken some of the most common questions that I've been getting, certainly over the past couple of years during the pandemic, and, and we put those on the list. And so these are things you want to know, because if your employer is doing those things that we're going to talk about, it's probably not legal and you do have recourse. You bet. First one, no, your employer is not allowed to avoid paying you severance by putting you on an unpaid leave. So that's been happening often in the context of vaccines, you know, employers putting employees on a leave because they're not vaccinated or, or otherwise. So if you're not working, if your employer says, I'm going to put you off work, we're not going to pay you, regardless of the reason for that, in most cases, that means you can look at that as a termination. It's not something your employer is allowed to do. They don't get to decide that you're going to go off work, you're going to be unpaid, you're going to be on an unpaid leave for a period of time. They don't have the right to make that call. So if they do do that anyway, if they put you off work, you have a choice, you have an option. You can accept this, of course, and, and wait and hope that at some point you go back to work. Sure, that's your right. But you can also have the second option, which is to look at that and consider it to be a termination of your employment. Say, I'm not accepting that. That's not okay with me. I'm considering that to be a termination. And now employer, Despite what you want to do, you have to pay me my full severance. So that's what happens. So vaccine reasons or any other reasons, if you're on an unpaid leave, that's not legal. That can absolutely be considered by an employee to be a termination. And you got that follow-up question, right? What, uh, Leor, what my severance is supposed to be? Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, right inside that. Embedded, baked into that website, if you will, is the severance pay calculator. You can use that. It takes about, wow, 30 seconds. Throw some random information. Well, not random information, but simple information. It's anonymous, of course, and you'll get the number spit out the bottom, and you will be shocked. I can almost guarantee you how much severance there really should be. Okay. No, your employer is not allowed to change your pay, job description, uh, work location, hours of work. The list goes on and on. Tell me about that. Yeah, and, and it's easy to think, for certainly for employers, but employees as well, to think, well, you know, I'm working for a company, so it's the company's right to decide what job I do, what hours I work, uh, you know, if, if I work uh, at this location or that location, this shift or that shift. No, no, no. An employer does not have the right to make significant changes to those terms of employment. So I'm not even talking about reductions in pay. We know that employers can't just reduce your pay in a significant way. I'm talking even about job responsibilities. They can't just double your workload. Uh, they can't uh, demote you, give you a job that's much less than what you've agreed to take on. By the same token, they can't just change your hours in a significant way. Now, I'm not talking about instead of 9 to 5, they've changed it to 9.30 to 5.30. They could probably get away with that. But what they can't do is say instead of 9 to 5, you're going to work, I don't know, 12 to 8. That's crossing the line. That's a constructive dismissal, changing your shift, etc. So anytime you're facing a significant change, you have the right, the option to look at that as a constructive dismissal and to say, no, I'm not okay with that. So no, it's not something, John, that an employer can do. 
Let's get to uh, Lena quickly before we uh, slide into a break. Hi, Lena. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time on this chilly Sunday. What's your question? So my question is, if somebody has worked for the same company for 52 years and the company is shutting down and they were given a seven months notice um, of the business closing, what is the legal entitlement to severance? Is it 26 months or is it something else? So the maximum generally that anyone can get is 24 months. That said, uh, after 52 years, that you don't see that very often. That, that could be one of those exceptional circumstances that someone can get more than 24 years, 26, 27, even 28 months. It's rare, but it's possible. Now, that seven months notice that the employee received does count towards the severance. So if the employee is owed 24 months, it will be 24 minus seven, Meaning at the end of that notice, when they're officially gone, they're still owed another 17 months. And again, it could be even more than that. So very important. Now, if the employee resigns before then, resigns during that seven months, then the employee doesn't get anything. So it's important to keep that in mind. But yeah, 24 months easily, easily, easily after 52 years, less the uh, seven months notice. So let me just follow up with one more question. Um, The offer that my dad was given was... Um, the normal severance, uh, 24 months, or sorry, it was 26 months is what they said, plus uh, for the in lieu of notice, they are going to back pay whatever he made for six months, they're going to match it. So it's going to be 26 months plus six months of earnings, which is about $70,000. Now, I think that's a good deal, (laughs) Um, but I just don't know... Um, if, if, if it could come back and bite him because they want him to sign a paper. Lena, the best well, advice I'm going to give you as we go to a break is have him call me. Not sign anything. Not after 52 years without me seeing it. Best advice. There should be no exception to that. Have me see it, sign, and I'll tell him whether you should sign it or not. We'll talk a little more about that after a short break, which we're going to get into right now. And lots more. The Employment Law Show is on the way in the Bell Talk Radio Network. And welcome back, 135. Uh, so good to be here with you on a Sunday employment law show for sure. Lior Sanfiru, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, reachable at any time. Advise you do before you make any moves at the workplace concerning your employment. 1 855 821 5900 is how you do that. And uh, answers at employmentlawyer.ca through email. But here and now, we got plenty of open phone lines. Still got a ton of time this afternoon to answer your calls. And that would be 416-872-1010. You know, it's interesting, Lior. I think, you know, that I think Lena's last call, that 52-year uh, employer might uh, be the new record we've got. In, I mean, we've had a couple 30-plus employers, but 52 years is a long time. So, yeah, that's a no-brainer, 24 months. And the seven months is really weak. It's just a fraction of what would normally be owed. And a lot of people wouldn't know that. Some people think, well, seven months is pretty good. I worked there a long time. But, okay, I'm going to sail off into the sunset with my uh, with my severance. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, and after 52 years with the same company, man, uh, it's going to be difficult for a person like that to find new employment. Sure. Number one, they're probably a bit older, which makes it more difficult. But it's also, believe it or not, after 52 years, 
it's not going to be easy for another employer to take them on because they figure this person knows kind of one thing and, and with one company. So are they going to be able to adapt? And the, and the reason I mentioned that is the law recognizes situations where it's going to be more difficult to find another job for whatever reason. The law says, well, because of that, you get even more severance than you otherwise would. So that's why it is so vital, so important. Whatever the situation, to get that advice, especially after all these years of employment, before you sign off on that severance package. Yeah, it's a pretty huge one. I was thinking about that perspective. I'll be 52 in February, so that person has had one job for my entire life. That's that, that's a pretty crazy employment uh, employment length for sure. But uh, anyway, back to our topic for the day. No, your employer is not allowed to. Oh, again, this one, huge and still big, even after the last two and a half years, lay you off temporarily. Yeah, and so this is very related to what we were talking before, which is the unpaid leave of absence. Because guess what? A, a temporary layoff is really an unpaid leave of absence, and, mm-hmm. and it's not something an employer is allowed to do. And I know that temporary layoffs have been very common during the pandemic, especially in the first kind of half, if you will, of, of the pandemic in the first year or so. But despite the pandemic or despite any circumstances, really, An employer does not have the right to just put someone off work, to put them on a temporary layoff. If they do, an employee can look at that and consider that to be a termination of employment. Now, this is where employers always jump up and say, no, no, Lior, what part of temporary don't you understand? Why? We're not letting them go. We're just putting them off on a temporary layoff, Mm -hmm. meaning we're planning at some point, maybe in a few months, to call them back to work. Well, guess what? It does not matter. Just like an employer can't reduce someone's pay by 50%, they can't reduce their pay certainly by 100%, which is exactly what a temporary layoff is. So no, if you've been put on a temporary layoff, you can accept it if that's what you want. No one's stopping you there, of course. But you can also treat that as a termination of employment and get your full severance despite what the company was planning or is planning on doing. It is the employee's decision, not the employer's. And you always say the big warning sign is if you do accept it and go back and the next time around, like, hey, you know what? This time it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. I don't want to accept this. Mm, Kind of too late. Exactly. So you may think, well, you know what? This one time I'll accept it. I'll be the good team player and I'll go back to work and I'm just going to move on. But man, if they do it a second time, that's it. I'm done. Well, no, unfortunately, if you accept it that first time, you've given them the right to do it a second, third, and fourth time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to open that door, if you don't want to create this new term of employment that allows the company to just put you on a temporary layoff whenever they want, if that's not what you want, you can't accept that first layoff. You can treat that as a termination and say, no, that's not okay with me. Again, that number, 416-872-1010 to talk to us. Hi, Jason. Thanks for hanging on for a moment. How are you, pal? Uh, well, it could be better. Yeah, right? How's the, okay, how are so things down there? A little snowy, but go ahead. Yeah, well, no, really, it's melting, so it's not too oh, bad. Good. The the issue is my wife has a position at one of these uh, drug um, interface companies that deal with the government. Government says, so it's a drug company, but she's not in the manufacturing process, so she's in the soft process. And she has been given a position whereas she has a, a lot more workload. She's always been basically in the same uh, job description, but this one entails a lot more workload. So my question to Lior is, what is considered uh, overtime? I know you told me previous, you have a two-year limit with regard to overtime recapture. 
But in this situation, I mean, the workload is is enormous, okay? In order to get the job done, she has to work beyond uh, 40 hours a week, get up in the middle of the night to make sure because uh, with regard to this industry, you have to follow the FDA and Health Canada. They want something done. They want it done like uh, they give you the notice Friday night, Friday afternoon. It has to be ready Monday morning. This is the way they play their games, okay? So obviously you have to work over the weekend. There's no choice. I mean, uh, because uh, they're the piper and you and uh, you have to play to their tune. So I'm just, my question is, what is the limit with regard to overtime? Can they impose this type of work condition on her without paying overtime, even though she is a salaried employee? So Jason, first question is, is your uh, wife a manager? Does she she have a managerial she's not, no, she's job? Not a, she's not in the manager position, no. Okay. She's so still an employee. Because she's not a manager, they have to pay overtime. So let me talk about overtime pay, and then we'll talk about something else. But in terms of overtime pay, they have to pay overtime if she works more than 44 hours a week. So any hours over 44, they have to pay her a time and a half. And that's true even if she's on a salary. Then okay. the way you calculate that is you see whatever her salary is for a week, you divide that by 44. That mm-hmm. gives you an hourly rate. And one and a half times that hourly rate is her overtime rate. So they absolutely have to pay that. There's no choice in the matter. There's no discretion in the matter. Mm -hmm. And as you said, she can go back two years to capture whatever overtime uh, is owed over that period. But there's something else that I want you to keep in mind. You said that she was given this other job that has these crazy deadlines and crazy workload. That change, that type of job that they just gave her could actually be a constructive dismissal. If she had a job with, you know, relatively decent workload and, and normal hours, and all of a sudden they put her in a different role that's completely different, that change could easily be a constructive dismissal, which means she may be able to say, by putting me in this role, I'm treating it as a termination. Now, obviously, I would want to know when that happened, etc. but that's something she, uh, your wife can absolutely consider. Okay. All right. Thanks, Leo. No problem. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate that. And again, if you want to reach out afterwards, which I'm uh, sure there'll be that follow-up phone call, always invited to do so. 1-855-821-5900 is how you do that. And then answers at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to another point or two as we get into more uh, more of our phone calls. No, your employer is not allowed to put you, I love this one, put you on probation after you already passed the probation period. So the, anytime an employer extends probation beyond three months, it really is meaningless. And, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, you, the only, if the purpose of probation is to allow the company to let you go for any reason with no compensation, well, that period of time by law can only be three months because after three months, you can, you always would have to get, uh, compensated, even if the company says you're on probation. So for all intents and purposes, probationary period can really only last three months. Now keep in mind also, and I'll, I'll say this as a side note, probation is not automatic. You're not on probation just because you started a new job. You're only on probation if you signed an employment agreement that says so, that says you're on probation. So if you didn't, then you're not. But even if you signed that agreement, that period can be only three months. So if your employer is extending it beyond that, it's not that it's illegal. It's just that it's meaningless. It doesn't do anything. It's a waste of time. So even after after that, if your employer says we're extending your probation and then they let you go, 
they'll still have to pay you the same severance that they normally would, even if they hadn't extended the probation. So no, don't be so don't be worried about that. It really doesn't change anything. It's not something an employer can do because the law prevents that from happening. So even if your employer says they're extending probation, it really doesn't do anything, John. This hour going through things that no you're an employer is not allowed to do may come as a surprise. Possibly stick around for the remainder of the hour to learn more. Also invite you to call into the show and we'll get to more of our phone calls here in just a moment. How do you do it? 416-872-1010 and email is answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Lots more to come. Employment Law Show, the Bell Talk Radio Network. Alrighty, we are back. It is Sunday afternoon. So good to have you tuning in and taking the time to call and get a little bit smarter when it becomes to your uh, employment law rights. You can always do so. 416-872-1010. That's to join us here on air. But then afterwards, Lior's got an entire team that is uh, is helping you out over the phone lines and email one 855 215900. Keep that number with you. And the email anytime answers at employmentlawyer.ca. You also have the option of an excellent website built by Lior a few years ago called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's good because it contains a lot of the information we talk about here weekly on the show and also rolled into that. It used to be a standalone uh, website. Now Severance Pay Calculator is part of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Is it useful? Anybody taking it for a spin? Yeah, over 2 million Canadians have used it. 2 million have used the Severance Calculator. So you can uh, you can give that a go anytime you would uh, and you would uh, anytime you'd like. Interpol, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? So I'm calling on behalf of my father. He's uh, 74 years old, um, and he's been working with this company for about uh, 17 years. Last year, March 2021, he was handed basically a termination letter and told to go home um, basically on the day of. And um, so his employment was terminated. And I think he was offered um, four weeks of severance pay and um, or something really small. Maybe it wasn't four weeks exactly, but very, very small. And so we had talked to a lawyer and they went back and forth and uh, they eventually um, got to, um, got him to come back um, in about June, and they got him back, and they paid him the same pay, but they gave him a lower position. He was very, uh, whereas he was in an office first, and then he was put in just the warehouse, um, but he was taking the same pay. And then, uh, um, in, then in March 2022, so earlier this year, he was given another letter, but this time giving him six months' notice so that he was terminated in September. And he was told that if he was um, in the letter, it said that if he signed the letter, he would get 20 weeks. Um, but if he didn't sign it, that he would get 17 weeks severance pay. Um, so he never signed it, and now he's home. And he's been uh, – um, originally, when we had talked to the law- lawyer, um, they had like they had said that he should have gotten a lot more and that was part of the reason that they had gotten taken him back i think um so we're just uh he has he is 74 years old um and then he's been working with company for 17 years and we just felt that he was entitled to a bit more um so that's what we're calling about so but so what's happening now because he said he's spoken with the lawyer he has a lawyer so what's happening no, that was earlier uh, in last year, March 21, when they terminated him uh, without pay, and then then they had taken him back after a couple of months. It was at that point. After that, we have, the lawyers haven't uh, <laughs> been responsive. They've just we, the people have they just uh, we haven't been able to get anybody basically who's able 
to kind of well you got you got someone now uh because yeah. <laughs> obviously your, your dad is probably owed closer to 22 24 months even especially after 17 years and you know it's 74 75 years of age so yeah he has significant entitlements i don't even i wouldn't even have allowed him to go back to a, a lower position that's ridiculous to me that that his lawyer arranged for that to happen i would have never ever ever done that but right now he's owed his full severance it's probably going to be difficult very difficult even for your father at his age to find new employment which means that drives the severance upwards so mm -hmm. here's what i want you to do uh Interpol. i want you to have your father uh call me during the week call with him if you'd like to to be there to, to kind of help uh happy to talk to you or or you can email me we'll give you that information in just a second uh, he's owed more, and it's not going to be difficult to resolve. In fact, if my team and I were involved back in 2021 and when this happened, this would have resolved by June of 2021. So uh, we can't go back in time, but we can make sure now that he gets everything that he's owed. Okay. Appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. And Paul, here's that, uh, here's that number Lior is talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll give it out a few times during the remainder of the show, but uh, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 You can use that any time and answers at employmentlawyer.ca. But we still got some time, right? 416-872-1010 is how you do it. Frank, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I uh, I was working part-time, in uh, Park Source, which is a subsidiary of Canadian yep. Tire, mm -hmm. right? And uh, in March 20, 2020, I went to my manager. My wife had uh, lung cancer, so I told him I wasn't, uh, I, w I was, because it was retail, right? So I was uh, kind of worried about bringing COVID home. That's all she needed, right? So he agreed with me, and uh, he said, that's fine. So I went on uh, on a leave of absence without pay. Uh, did I tell you I worked there five years? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so she passed away in 2021. <laughs> as, as, you know, sorry, I apologize. No, so, sorry, people, sorry to hear it, man. Sorry, really to, hear sorry to hear that. Take your time. But after 52 years of marriage, it was like losing my right arm, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, so uh, to cut it to cut it short, uh, they didn't give me any any severance. Uh, they just give you my holiday pay and and that, right? And uh, they send me a letter that's saying that I quit, which which they were after me to resign, but I never did. I never signed any papers or anything. So I was just wondering, like. Uh, how how long have I have I got to uh, bring that into play? Right. So as so Frank, as... this ultimately comes down to whether you unilaterally took a leave back in 2020, or if the company said, "Yeah, it's okay, go ahead and go on a leave." In other words, if they approved the leave, because if Wally. you unilaterally took the leave, unfortunately, in the eyes of the law, despite what you what you were going through with your wife that may well be considered a resignation uh but on the other hand if the company said we get this we support you go off on a leave and take care of your wife then that's an approved leave it's not a resignation and now certainly they would owe you severance and in fact could be six eight even ten months of pay 
So that's what it comes down to. Was it an approved or did you do it unilaterally? Does that make sense? Uh, I don't exactly understand what you mean by unilaterally. My manager said that it was fine. He understood, right? But I so that's that's what I mean. Unilaterally means I'm deciding. Too bad. I'm out of here. Approved meaning company. I want to take a leave. What do you think? And they say, Yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead. So if it's approved, then it's not a resignation. If it's something you do uh, regardless of approval, then it is. So here's what I propose. Uh, I want to understand a bit more about what happened, and and especially given this being a a difficult and emotional situation with your wife uh, passing, let's take this discussion off air. Let's you and I speak off air, either by phone or through email, and I will do everything I can to help you here. But ultimately, it's going to come down to how that leave came to be, but I will do anything possible to make sure that you get compensated. Okay. Okay. And uh, do I... Have you got a phone number? Or... Yeah, I'm going to give it to you right now, Frank, as we uh, as we wrap up here. And that number would be 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. And yeah, we are done for another day. James, we're going to get a hold of you after the show. Thanks for standing by. And the number to get a hold of Lior, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca as well. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for all your contributions here on the Bell Talk Radio Network.